Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Grave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. You're welcome. Well, good morning. morning. Now, when I go somewhere to speak on behalf of the Gideons, I like to get people involved with what I'm doing. And the way I'd like to get you involved this morning is whenever I say, God is good, I'd like you to respond by saying, all the time. Then I'll say, all the time, and I'd like you to say, God is good. Let's try it. God is good. All the time. All the time. Well, how do you believe God is good all the time? Yeah, well, God is good all the time. He's really been good to the Gideons. And one of the reasons why I can say that we are all the time receiving testimonies from people from all over the world whose lives have been changed because they read a Gideon-placed scripture. People like this. As a teenager, Mike's parents were both alcoholics and, uh, I'm sorry, John's parents were both alcoholics and atheists. One night, John found himself stuck in a motel room in Miami, Florida. His mother was passed out on the bed, and his, and his father was somewhere out in the city bar hopping. And like many typical teenagers, John very quickly became bored. So he picked up the TV remote and started flipping through the TV channels, but nothing there, in, there interested him. So he turned the TV off and started looking elsewhere in that room for something to do. And when he opened up one of the drawers... There he saw the Gideon-placed Bible. Now, when John saw that Bible, he was reminded of something that his parents told him. And as atheists, John's parents told him, John, never read a Bible. They told him that all the Bible was was a book full of fairy tales. But you know, uh, like many typical teenagers, John's curiosity was piqued by what his parents told him not to do. So he looked at his mother, passed out on the bed. He had no idea where his father was, so he thought, what can it hurt to pick it up and read it? So he randomly opened it and started reading in Psalm chapter 27. And when he got to verse 10, he read this. When your mother and your father forsake you, then the Lord will take care of you. Well, that verse pierced John's heart, and he snapped that book shut, and he thought, This book just spoke to me. This book knows me. This book's alive. And instead of putting that Bible back in the drawer of that motel room, he stuck it in his bag and he took it home and he hid it under his bed. And every time his parents would go out drinking, John would pull that Bible out from under his bed and read from that copy of God's word. And after a period of time, John realized that he was a sinner and that he needed Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. And he got saved. And praise be to God, today John is serving as a pastor in a Bible-believing church similar to to giving light. My friends, God is good all the time. Yeah, don't fall asleep on me, okay? Yeah, well, God is good all the time, and he's really been good to the Gideons. And you may be sitting out there thinking, well, Dennis, who exactly are the Gideons, and why did you tell us that story? 
Well, the Gideons are an association of Christian business and professional men, and our wives make up the auxiliary. And the reason I shared that, te- uh, well, when we have members organized in 200 countries, territories, and possessions around the world. And the reason I share that testimony with you is because testimonies like that are what the Gideons are all about. The winning of men, women, boys, and girls for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In fact, winning others for Christ is the only reason why the Gideons exist. And we win others for Christ by associating together for service, by placing copies of God's word in selective areas of everyday life. And in addition to that, we also love to tell people about Jesus. And so when we do what God has called us to do, God does amazing things like this. Mercado, uh, his main occupation was as uh, a bodyguard in Ecuador, in the country of Ecuador. But he got, but he got most of his money by being a, a member of a criminal gang. And Mercado was a, had a reputation of being especially brutal and ruthless in his gang activities. And he was known for always carrying a gun. Well, one day, the local Gideons went to the local school where Mercado's mother taught. And while, while there, they gave, gave a, Lydia, a little Gideon testament to his mother. And immediately upon receiving that New Testament, his mother thought, I need to give this to Mercado. And so that's what she did. She gave it to him, and he, he gladly accepted it, and he stuck it in his back pocket. And for the next two and a half years, everywhere that he went, that New Testament was in his back pocket. But unfortunately, all he ever did was carry it with him. He never actually took it out of his pocket and read it. But one day, his gang boss said, Mercado, I want you to go collect uh, a payment that's delinquent. And so Mercado called the man up that owed the money, and he said, tomorrow I'm going to visit your office, and I'm going to receive the payment that you owe. And he said, if you don't pay it, I'm going to kill you. Now the man took his, his threat seriously so, because he knew Mercado's uh, reputation. And so he actually called the police and got a restraining order against Mercado. But the next day, Mercado went to the man's office to collect the payment. But what he wasn't expecting is that the police were there waiting for him. And they, they searched Mercado and found his gun and arrested him on the illegal possession of a firearm. Now, while they were searching him, they also found that little New Testament. And to Mercado's surprise, after, taking, you know, after finding it, they handed it back to him and said, here, you keep this. And they took him to the local jail. Well, while he was in that jail, he was thinking about the police officers giving him the testament back, and he thought, well, I may as well start reading it. And so he picked up, he took that testament out of his pocket for the first time and opened it and began reading. He started reading, he read throughout the day, he read late into the night, and before dawn, he fell down on his knees and cried out to forgive, for, for, for the forgiveness of his sins in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah, praise the Lord. The next day, he was let out of prison, and everybody thought that he was going to go back to the man who had him arrested and seek revenge. But instead of doing that, you know what he did? He sought out a local Bible-believing church 
because he wanted to learn more about the man named Jesus. And he started attending all of the services at that church. He grew in his faith, and he became a very active member of that church. And today, Mercado is with his Lord and Savior in heaven after he succumbed, after he lost a battle with cancer. But friends, this testimony is an example of the power of God's word, one given to a teacher at a school who then gave it to her son, and the, God, the power of God's word changed his life. Praise the Lord. Jose was a prison official in South America, and one day the local Gideons went to the prison where Jose worked to make a distribution. And while they were there, one of those Gideons put a little Spanish testament on the corner of Jose's desk, and when Jose came back to his desk, he saw that copy of God's Word. He picked it up and started reading it and started getting excited about what he was reading. In fact, he got so excited about reading that copy of God's Word that he took it home to his wife that night and said, Honey, Look what I found on my desk today. He said, I've been reading this book, and it's a really good book. You need to read it too. But unfortunately, Jose's wife wasn't as excited about that copy of God's Word as Jose was. And the next day after he went to work, she actually took that New Testament and threw it in the garbage. Well, Jose didn't have a scripture to read anymore. But a few weeks later, one day, Jose Jose came back to his desk, and somebody else put another one of those testaments on the corner of his desk. And and when he saw it again, he got excited. He opened it up. He started reading. But this time, he wanted to make sure his wife didn't throw it away, so he kept it in his desk drawer at work. And for the next several weeks, whenever he had a few spare minutes, he would pull that testament out of his desk drawer and read from that copy of God's Word, and pretty soon he got saved. Well, now he's really excited because now he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And again, he took that testament home to his wife and he said, Honey, I've been reading this book. It's an amazing book. It's changed my life. You need to read it too. This time he made sure she didn't throw it away. And she started reading from that copy of God's Word. And pretty soon she got saved. After she got saved, they joined a local Bible-believing church similar to yours. And a few months after joining that church... Both Jose and his wife joined the local Gideons. And after joining the Gideons, Jose found himself on a scripture distribution at a prison similar to the prison where he worked. He was giving testaments to the prisoners, and one of those prisoners, after receiving a copy of God's word, walked up to Jose, and he tapped him on the shoulder, and he said, Sir, could I buy another one of those little books from you? Well, Jose looked at him and said, well, why do you want to buy another one? I've already given you one. And the prisoner looked at him and said, well, sir, I'd like to buy another one of those little books because the pages of that book make really good cigarettes. He'd tear the pages out and roll cigarettes with them. Well, Jose thought about this prisoner's request for a few moments and then looked at him and said, no. He said, I will not sell another one of these books to you. But he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. He said, if you promise to read the pages before you smoke them, I'll give you another one. (laughs) Well, the prisoner didn't think long about that. He said, okay, I promise to do that. Well, that prisoner smoked his way through the books of Matthew, (laughs) Mark, Luke, right up to John 3.16. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And after reading John 3.16, that prisoner fell down on his knees and cried out to God for the forgiveness of his sins in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My friends, God is good. All the time. Well, God is good all the time, and he's really been good to the Gideons, and he's blessed the Gideons. And you might be sitting out there thinking, well, Dennis, I know who the Gideons are, and I know what you do, but why are you here telling us about the Gideons? Well, the reason I'm here telling you about the Gideons is because the Gideons simply serve as an extended missionary arm of Bible-believing churches like yours. And you see, we simply go places to place copies of God's word and to tell people about Jesus that you probably would not ordinarily have the place uh, opportunity to go to. And so that's why we put Bibles in hotels and motels around the world. That's why we go to prisons to give away scriptures. That's why we give scriptures to military personnel, emergency personnel like police officers, firefighters, EMTs. As I said before, our wives make up the auxiliary. Together we go to colleges, schools, and universities to give students a copy of God's word. Together we place God's word in hospitals and nursing homes. The auxiliary on their own go to physicians and dentist offices, crisis pregnancy centers, domestic violence shelters. Plus we place scriptures in other places. And church, Do you know what happens when a church like yours and the Gideons work together to put a copy of God's word into the hands of somebody that needs it? Do you know what happens? People get saved. That's right. And we shouldn't be surprised at that because God's word is powerful. In Hebrews 4.12, it says the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So when we work together to put a copy of God's word into the hands of somebody that needs it, God does amazing things like this. Mike went to his local uh, doctor's office for a routine visit. And Mike had recently gone through a hard divorce, and he was struggling with alcohol and drug addiction. He was a broken man, and he needed help. And while he he was sitting in that doctor's office, he looked up on the shelf And he saw Gideon Place Bible sandwiched between some other books. And he says, as crazy as it sounded, he said he felt felt drawn to that Bible. So he got up, he pulled it off the shelf, and opened it. And near the front, there was a section called Help in Time of Need. And he looked down through that list of items and found some items that pertained to him. And he opened that Bible up and began reading. And he said it's as though every word was talking directly to him. And he couldn't put it down while he was waiting. He just kept reading and reading and reading. When the time came for his appointment, he walked back into the doctor's office and he said, even during the doctor's exam, all he could think about was reading that Bible. And when his exam was finished, as he was walking out of that doctor's office, he thought he was tempted. He thought, boy, I'd really like to take that Bible with me. But he thought, no. I can't steal a Bible. So he left it there on the shelf. 
But when he got home, all he could think about was that Bible. So he did some research, and he found a contact number for the local Gideons. He called them up, and he told them what happened. And he said, what should I do? And to Mike's surprise, the Gideon said, we'll go back to the doctor's office and take that Bible. And so that's what he did. He went back to the doctor's office and took that Bible and took it home and kept reading from that, God's, that copy of God's word, and he got saved. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise the Lord. And praise be to God, today Mike is serving as a Gideon, gladly going about on behalf of churches just like yours, placing copies of God's word because he clearly understands how a Bible can impact somebody in need. There were a group of Gideons standing on the public sidewalk surrounding the Cathedral of Learning at the University of Pittsburgh. They were giving New Testaments out to the students as they were walking to class. And one of those Gideons said that as he handed a testament to one young lady, she had such an unusual look on her face that he couldn't help but watch her as she walked down the street. He said she got nearly out of sight when all of a sudden she stopped, she turned around, and she started walking back toward him. And when she got back to him, she stopped right in front of him. She looked at him and she said, I have to tell you something. She said, I've been going through a really difficult time in my life recently. And she said, last night was an especially hard night. And she said, right before I walked out the door of my apartment, I looked up and I said, God, if you really exist, you're going to have to reveal yourself to me. And she said, here you are. Before I got to my first class, you've given me a copy of God's word. She said, I, had to, I just had to come back and tell you that I believe God put you here to answer my prayer. And then she turned around and walked back down the street. Now, friends, I wish I could stand here and tell you that she got saved because she read that copy of God's word. But I can't honestly tell you that because I do not know. She turned around and walked down the street. But friends, I can tell you what I do know. God's word is truth. God's promises are sure. And so when God tells us in Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper to the thing wherefore I sent it. Friends, I believe if it hasn't happened yet, someday that young lady is going to get saved because, at least in part, because she read that copy of God's word. Amen. And so you may be sitting out there thinking, well, Dennis... What exactly can we do to help the Gideons? Well, this morning I would like to suggest three possible ways that you can help us. Here's the first one. If you're sitting out there and, and you can do this, would you like a free gift? 
If you can do that, talk to me after the service. I'll tell you how you can become more involved with the Gideons, okay? So that's the first possible way you can help us. Second possible way. Will you please pray for us? We are your missionaries going places around the world on your behalf to place copies of God's word and to tell people about Jesus. Will you please pray for us? And I'd like to suggest three specific ways that you can pray. Number one, I said earlier that we have members organized in 200 countries, territories, and possessions around the world. The reality is that some of those places around the world, it's just not safe to be a Christian, let alone to be a Christian, a Gideon, an auxiliary member, who's out and about placing copies of God's word. Will you please pray for the safety of our members around the world? The second way you can pray is, I know I don't need to tell you this, but friends, we are in a spiritual battle. And one of the primary, Satan does not like when somebody receives a copy of God's word and God then works and people get saved. He doesn't like that. And one of the ways that Satan combats us as Gideons is by trying to close doors to scripture distribution opportunities. And so will you please pray that that God keep doors open that are open and that he opens doors that are closed. And I'll give you an, I'll just give you an, a, an illustration of how this works and why it's so important. Now I'm dating myself by saying this, but I think some of you uh, sitting in here will remember this. But back in the 1980s, former President Reagan called, or President Reagan called the former Soviet Union the evil empire. And before the fall of the Iron Curtain, we as Gideons were not organized in any of those former Soviet Union countries, and we, therefore we were not allowed to go there to place copies of God's word and tell people about Jesus. But after the fall of the Iron Curtain, God swung those doors wide open, and we were able to go into those former Soviet Union nations, and, and we, we were able and have been able to give away literally millions and millions and millions of copies of God's Word. And even today, we are able to go into almost all the schools in the former Soviet Union and give away copies of God's Word to students in those schools. Praise the Lord. Friends, do you know how hard it is to get into a public school in the United States of America to give away a copy of God's word to the students? It's not impossible. It still happens, but it's difficult. Will you please pray for open doors for scripture distribution opportunity? And then the third way I'd ask you to specifically pray is, will you please pray for the people who receive the copies of God's word? And friends, as, as Katie said, it's a lot of people to pray for. Because since our inception, we've, we've given away more than 2 billion copies of God's word. 
And even this past year, our numbers are way down because of the, uh, of the pandemic across the world. But praise the Lord, we, this, even this past year, we were able to give away more than 29.2 million copies of God's word. Will you please pray for the people who receive those copies of God's word? that God will work in their heart, that he'll prompt them to open his word and read it. And as they read it, God will reveal the truth of his word to them, that, that the Holy Spirit will convict them of their sins and they will repent and come to faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'll share a little testimony, which hopefully uh, uh, shows the importance of this. Now, I've been privileged to have the opportunity to travel multiple times uh, internationally with the Gideons to do scripture distributions with local Gideons. And one of the distributions I was at was uh, to Mexico City. And while I was in Mexico with his Gideons, uh, one day we went to a school and we were giving out testaments to the students. And a little while after receiving a testament, a young man l- literally came running back to me And he was so excited about having received a copy of God's word that he stopped in front of me and literally started jumping up and down like this. His name was Cesar, and he said, Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming and giving away the the, the scriptures. When I grow up, I want to be a Gideon. When I grow up, I want to be a Gideon. He said, What do I have to do to be a Gideon when I grow up? What do I have to do to be a Gideon when I grow up? He was just so excited, he kept jumping. And I said, Well, Cesar... The first thing you have to do to be a Gideon is you have to have Jesus in your heart. You have to be born again. And he was so excited. He said, oh, Jesus is my Savior. I am born again. What else do I have to do to be a Gideon when I grow up? What else do I have to do? And he said, and and I said, well, Cesar, the second thing you have to do to be a Gideon when you grow up, you have to become a business or professional man. And he was so excited. He just kept jumping. Oh, when I grow up, I'm going to become a businessman so I can become a Gideon. I'm going to become a businessman. But then in an instant, just like that. He stopped jumping. He got a really serious look on his face. He reached into his pocket and he pulled out this testament. And he said, I took this from another student. He was just jumping. He was just jumping up and down. He wanted to be a Gideon. Now he tells me he took it from another student. I said, Cesar. Why would you do that? And I hope you're able to see this. But he opened it up. He opened it up. And he said, I took it from him because I wanted to put the fire out. The other student set it on fire. And he looked me right in the eyes. And he said, why would he do something like that? And I said, Cesar, I don't know why he would do something like that. And he kept looking me right in the eyes. And he said, what can we do for him? And I said, Cesar, the only thing that I know that we can do for him is to pray for him. And I told Cesar that whenever I go places to tell about the trip to Mexico, I would have people pray for the young man that set this testament on fire. Will you please pray for the people around the world who receive the copies of God's word? 
And then the final thing that you can do for us, and you've already done it, is you can help us financially. Thank you. The reality is it takes a lot of money to buy millions and millions of, of scriptures in a year's time. But because of the partnership that we have with churches like yours, God does amazing things. Thank you for your gift. We will use all of that money to print and ship the copies of God's word. And so I'll close by sharing one more testimony with you. Ernest is a Gideon, and one day he was standing outside his local market receiving donations for the local American Legion. And while he was there, he saw a young family walking toward him, consisting of a mother, a father, and a daughter. And when they got up to him, Ernest looked at the daughter and he said, Do you have a Bible of your own to read? And she said, Well, no, I don't. So Ernest reached into his pocket and pulled out a little New Testament like this. He looked at the father and he said, May I give this free New Testament to your daughter? And the father said, Of course you may. So Ernest handed the the testament to the daughter, and he was pleased to see that as they walked into that market, that girl opened up that copy of God's word and began reading. Well, about 20 minutes later, that family came back out of that market, and to Ernest's surprise, that girl was still reading from that copy of God's word. He watched them walk to their car and get in the car, and as they drove away, he saw that she was still reading from that New Testament. Well, several hours passed. It started getting late into the day, and Ernest started wrapping his things up, preparing to go home, when all of a sudden, he saw a car speeding into the parking lot, and it came racing right toward him, and it came to a screeching halt right in front of him. And to his surprise, that father scrambled out of that car and ran up to him and said, Sir, can you tell me where I can get my daughter baptized? Now, that question totally caught Ernest off guard. And he sort of looked at the father and went, What? And again, the father said, Sir, can you tell me where I can get my daughter baptized? He said, Ever since you've given her that little Bible, she hasn't put it down. She's been reading it all day and she just got saved. And he said, We just moved into this area. We don't know any of the local pastors. We don't know any of the local churches. Can you tell me where I can get my daughter baptized? So Ernest took them to a church, just like Giving Light, where the girl was baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My friends, the power of God's word, when we work together to put it into the hands of people that need it. Pastor, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity and the time to share this morning. Church, thank you for allowing the Gideons to be one of your missionaries. May God bless you in all that you do for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But please don't ever forget, God is good. All the time. time. Amen. Amen. My thoughts are that I hope we never, ever lose our respect for the Word of God. 
Scripture says that God's, uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so we have the wonderful opportunity of receiving Christ as our Lord, but we also want to remember to continue not only to spread the word to others, but to make sure that we keep that word alive in our hearts. And so, Dennis, we thank you for, for your ministry and the ministry of the Gideons. Uh, you've heard me say this before, but I was one of those guys in the military that received a copy of God's word. And I actually read it, too. Praise the Lord. I'd been saved before, but uh, it's good to, uh, it's good to uh, have somebody to speak, speak life into you. Well, I'm going to ask the healing team to come up. If anybody, uh, you have something? I heard that now we know that God wants to heal, regardless if there's a word of, of knowledge. But what I heard was a throat. And it may be as little as, I don't want to say little, as a sore throat. But then I heard polyps. Okay. Uh, I don't have it now, but I had a, right during the worship service, I had uh, a sensation of a slight headache. So if that's you, anybody? Um, I just wanted to share a testimony of um, the Gideons. I have a brother-in-law who accepted Christ in a hotel, and he was going through a rough time, and he accepted Christ there. And um, it changed the trajectory of their whole family. His son now is a pastor. And um, so that was a, a praise. And also I just wanted to say that a lot of times when I want to um, give a gift for a funeral and I don't want to send flowers, they throw them, throw them away afterwards. Um, back in the room back here, there's a pamphlet where you can give Bibles in memory of someone. And that to me is going to last forever and that you know so so I just want to encourage you that if you you ever come across that situation that you would do that and well let's all stand then thank you Lord Father we thank you for the word of the Lord we thank you Father God for the testimonies we've received Today, Father, even in our own lives, Lord God, open up opportunities for us to either share, uh, share a Bible or to share the Word of God with others. And Lord, we do pray for those, Father God, that will receive the Word of God and those that would even reject it, Father. May they have their heart touched by you and by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to dismiss. We do have a church picnic. I believe it's at Lycans. Glenn. You know, uh, I'm not into administration. So God bless you. If you'd like prayer, please come up.